Welcome to the Gridiron Goodies Podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Scott. On today's episode, I will preview the remaining games on the Week 8 slate. We'll get into my best bets for the weekend. And finally, we will end with some fantasy football advice. This might be the best week of matchups all around so far. Every game is pretty evenly matched. I had a very difficult time choosing my top 5 watchable games for this week. For my first selection, I decided to go with the 5-2 Jacksonville Jaguars at the 4-2 Pittsburgh Steelers. The Jags enter this game as two-point favorites. This matchup was intriguing to me because the Jaguars have played the Steelers really well historically, at least recently speaking. Kenny Pickett and the passing offense of the Steelers seem to be finding their groove as of lately. George Pickens has proven he's more than just an outside contested catch kind of guy. He can be just as dangerous in yak situations. Can they continue to build chemistry against this pass rush of the Jaguars? The Steelers' offensive line struggles against the pass rush, especially on the outside. Josh Allen and Trevon Walker could be beneficiaries of this. Mike Tomlin is a great coach, and he undoubtedly is aware of this. He could try to counter by screens and short passes to the increasingly reliable Jalen Warren out of the backfield. I also expect to see an increase in rushing attempts for Najee Harris as well. As always with Jacksonville games, I'm excited to see the matchup between Aluokun and the opposing running backs. If Pickett manages to get the ball out before the edge rushers get to him, he's facing the best coverage defense in the league. I'm curious to see how Pickens and these receivers fare against them. I'm leaning towards at least one interception from this unit. On the flip side, Trevor Lawrence is facing similar issues. His offensive line also struggles on the outside in pass protection, and that could spell for a big day for TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, and the pass rush of the Steelers. Pittsburgh does struggle in pass coverage, however, especially over the middle. Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram could potentially see an increase in targets here. I expect this to be a run-heavy attack, however, with Etienne having as much success as he's had this year, especially on the outside. Look for him to have a very productive game. Overall, the offensive firepower of the Jaguars will be too much for the Steelers' defense, and the Jags continue their streak against the Steelers. I'm going with the Jags to win and cover the spread of two points. Next up, we have the 3-3 Cincinnati Bengals at the 5-2 San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are favored by five points. I love when these two teams square off. I feel like we were robbed a little bit from seeing these guys in a Super Bowl last year. I feel like for the Bengals, the first few games of the season don't even matter. Joe Burrow was broken, and they should have let him sit. I'm going to pretend he didn't even play in those games, and treat them as such moving forward. Brock Purdy is questionable for this game with a concussion, and most signs point to Sam Darnold as the starter in this one. A lot of this analysis will change if Purdy actually starts. They will, however, for sure, be without Debo Samuel, further hurting this offense's chances. Thankfully for the Niners, however, they will be facing a Bengals defense that has struggled immensely in pass coverage. Exposing this weakness could lead to George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk both having big games here. If Darnold gets the start, I could also see them increasing touches out of the backfield. The Bengals' defense 
also struggles here. Christian McCaffrey has a very good chance to extend his touchdown streak in this matchup. Joe Burrow and this offense have a tall task at hand. They face a top-ranked defense on everything across the board. Higgins has struggled this year, no doubt, but we've all seen what he's capable of. If the Bengals have a shot at winning this game, he's going to have to show up big in this one. Overall, I expect this struggling Bengals defense to let the Niners take out all their recent frustrations on them. I am taking the 49ers to win and cover the spread. Now I woke up this morning to snow. It's snowing in the Denver area, and this means with this next matchup, we get our first snow game of the year. Hell yes! I love this time of year. The Kansas City Chiefs, sitting at 6-1, visit the 2-5 Denver Donkeys at home. The Chiefs are favored by 7 points. Now there used to be a time in recent history when Denver would win the games they weren't supposed to and lose the ones they were. For absolutely no logical reason at all, I feel this scenario may be applicable in this one. All eyes will be on the Niners game, and this is a perfect no-one-gives-a-damn type of game for the Broncos to steal. As in my last Broncos and Chiefs preview, I said turnovers will be huge in this matchup, and the same rings true in this one. Denver vs. KC games are always messy, and with the weather being cold and snowy, I expect the exact same concerns. It's no secret that the Broncos receivers are inside the shop display until Halloween. I expect both Sutton and Judy to have quiet games, which aligns perfectly with how they need to play to win. Both Javante Williams and Jaleel McLaughlin will likely see increases in production in the running game as well as the short passing game. Nick Bolton and Chris Jones seem to always wreck the Broncos' offensive plans. With Bolton being out for this game, I'm curious to see how Drew Tranquil and Willie Gay will handle this role. Two weeks ago during their last bout, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes tore through this Broncos defense, but were met with decent red zone stands. I expect the same results here. Kelsey will likely have over 100 yards receiving again in this one, but I'm curious to see if they can continue to keep them out of the end zone and hold this team to field goals instead. Isaiah Pacheco and the running offense of the Chiefs have had success this year. With the weather being the way it is, I also expect to see increased productivity here against this defense which has historically been terrible against the run. He may come away from this one with multiple touchdowns. Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons alternate between Mahomes' interceptions almost every time they play. Last matchup, I called the interception by Simmons, and this week I'm predicting one for PS2. The outside of the Chiefs line has been bad this year in the past game. With Baron Browning back alongside Jonathan Cooper, who's having a decent year thus far, I am interested to see how this pass rush fares. These games are always wild, and almost all signs point to another dominating performance by the Chiefs. However, I cannot ignore my heart, which bleeds orange and blue. It says to go with the Broncos on the spread, so that's exactly what I'm doing here. The Broncos keep it close, and hopefully win to get this monkey off of our back. 16 in a row is enough. A lot of AFC West games on this list. We'll add yet another in this next matchup. The Chicago Bears at 2-5 visit the most beautiful stadium in the league on Sunday night to take on the 2-4 LA Chargers. 
The Chargers are favored by eight and a half points. Tyson Bajan and Deontay Foreman were fun to watch in Chicago's last game and may find similar success here. The Chargers defense struggles heavily in both the run game and pass coverage. Their pass rush, however, even with inflated stats at the Raiders' expense, can apply decent pressure. If Bajan can buy time, DJ Moore and Cole Komet could be set to have a very productive day. The Chargers' offense seems like it will come down to the matchups between both Keenan Allen against Jalen Johnson and Austin Eckler versus TJ Edwards. Justin Herbert has made a few really bad reads and or throws in the past couple games he's played. However, these were against pretty stout pass rush defenses of the Chiefs and the Cowboys. He should have more time to make better assessments against this weak edge unit of the Bears. Hopefully, for Chargers fans' sake at least, this should lead to a cleaner performance. Ultimately, I don't think the Bears' defense can provide much resistance against the offensive attack of the Chargers. Justin Herbert will get back on track, and LA will win, but do something chargery towards the end, and the Bears will keep it within the spread. I'm taking Chicago to keep it close. As a Broncos fan, I cannot stand watching Raiders games especially a Raiders team led by Josh McDaniels. However, this stands to be an absolute bloodbath, and that I can get behind. As the 3-4 Las Vegas Raiders take on the 5-2 Detroit Lions at home on Monday Night Football, the Lions enter this matchup as 8.5 point favorites. Detroit was beyond embarrassed by the Ravens last week. They were on track to become the NFC North favorites but I can't help but feel like their last performance has derailed that narrative a bit. A blowout win here would absolutely help ease that doubt. Jared Goff, for whatever reason, turns into a monster when playing at home with the Lions. He leads an offense that is one of the most well-balanced, well-coached, and up until last week was one of the most successful in the league. They will likely be without David Montgomery again, who brings an altogether different skill set than Jameer Gibbs, who will most likely get the start here. Outside of the typical weapons Detroit utilizes, I'm curious to see how both Gibbs and Jamison Williams perform in this game. They face a Raiders defense, who, let's face it, goes the way of Max Crosby, who will have a tough matchup against this Lions front. Their offense looks like it will be led by Jimmy G instead of Hoyer this week, which should be more entertaining at the very least. Devontae Adams has been an afterthought in this offense, and I don't imagine that changing, especially with him being firmly on the trading block. We'll most likely see an increase in passing targets for Jacoby Myers and possibly Josh Jacobs in the short game to try to minimize the effectiveness of Aiden Hutchinson and this Lions pass rush unit. I also expect to see a lot of Josh Jacobs on the ground for this same reason. Overall, as stated previously, I hope this game is the massive blowout that it seems to be on paper. I'm going to take the Lions to cover the 8.5 point spread. And with that being our last game on our watch list, let's go ahead and jump right into my speed round. First, we have the 3-3 Jets at the 2-5 Giants. The Giants are 3 point favorites. I expect this Jets defense to terrorize Tyrod Taylor and the Giants offense. The Jets will win and cover the spread. Next, we have the 6-1 Eagles at the 3-4 Commanders. 
The Eagles are favored by 7 points. A.J. Brown should have another big showing here. The Eagles win and cover the spread. Next up, the 3-4 L.A. Rams at the 4-2 Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are 7-point favorites. Matthew Stafford and the Rams' quick game will negate the pass rush of the Cowboys. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua have monster days. The Rams play Road Dog spoilers and come away with a decisive win. Next, we have the 3-4 Minnesota Vikings at the 2-4 Green Bay Packers. The Vikings are favored by a single point. Minnesota is the king of close games. They will beat this young Packers team with experience, even without Justin Jefferson. Vikings win and cover the spread. Up next, the 4-3 Atlanta Falcons at the 2-4 Tennessee Titans. The Falcons are favored by three points. Artie Smith and his stash step out of whatever remained of Vrabel's shadow. Falcons win and cover in what is quite possibly the end of King Henry in Nashville. Next game is the 2-5 New England Patriots at the 5-2 Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are a way too heavy 9.5 point favorites. Miami has struggled against good defenses, of which the Patriots can be. I expect the Dolphins to win, but not cover the spread here. Next, we have the 3-4 New Orleans Saints at the 3-4 Indianapolis Colts. The Saints are favored by two points. Minshew is bound to have a bad time soon, just going off of historical patterns. And checkdown master Derek Carr will continue to hone in on Alvin Kamara. The Saints win and cover the spread. Next, the 3-3 Houston Texans at the 0-6 Carolina Panthers. The Texans are 3.5 point favorites. The Texans have done a way better job of building around their rookie quarterback than the Panthers have done. Nico Collins and Damian Pierce will have big days each. Texans win and cover the spread. Next, the 4-2 Cleveland Browns at the 4-2 Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is favored by 4 points. Cleveland loses support from the refs and finally loses in this game. The Seahawks win and cover the spread. Next, we have the 5-2 Baltimore Ravens at the 1-6 Arizona Cardinals. The Ravens are a pretty steep 9.5 point favorites. However, I cannot doubt this Ravens team until proven otherwise. The Ravens continue to fly high. They win and cover the spread. And that will conclude this week's speed round. Let's go ahead and take a quick break right here. Hey, and welcome back. Before we dive into our best bets, let's go ahead and work through this week's strategy. First, we'll look at some of the more productive offenses in the league and see what they're matched up against. We have the number one offense in the league in the Dolphins against the Patriots defense. I don't trust the streakiness of both of these teams. I'm going to stay away from any Dolphins bets this weekend. Next, we have the Lions offense against the Raiders' weak everywhere defense. I like this matchup, but this is a Monday night game. I typically don't wait around for my bets to hit, so let's stay away from this game for now. Maybe we can add a separate 
Monday Night Bets, or something at the end of this. Next is the 49ers offense against the Bengals defense. I like this matchup. Let's try to find something we can roll with here. We can assume CMC, Kittle, and Ayuk will be the majority of this offense. I feel like CMC will have more success through the passing game than the running. I like him for over 25 yards receiving. He most likely will hit the next tier of 40 yards and may continue his touchdown streak as well. Let's keep this in mind and move on. I also like both Kittle and Ayuk's overlines for receiving at 48.5 and 67.5 respectively. The 49ers defense has proven that they can be beaten down the field, and if this is going to happen, it's most likely going to be the hands of Jamar Chase. His over-under is set at a steep 83.5. Joe Burrow has been laser-focused on Chase in the past few games. I can see them nailing this over. There's really nothing else I like here, so let's move on to the next viable matchup. The next best offense is the Vikings. They face a fairly pedestrian defense of the Packers. I like this matchup. Let's dig into this one and see what we can work with. Even though I'm supposed to be looking at a Vikings player here, I can't help but notice that some of these Packers props are really juicy. Aaron Jones' rushing over is set way too low at 36.5, as is his receiving total set at 18.5. This Vikings team loves to send pressure. If the Packers are smart, which I consider Matt LaFleur to be, they should utilize Aaron Jones in the short passing game. I could see him going over both of these totals. Now for the Vikings offense, which I was supposed to be focusing on, their running game stinks. Kirk Cousins will most likely have a big day through the air, so let's focus on some of these receivers. I like KJ Osborne over his 38.5 yards receiving. TJ Hawkinson is their main third and long guy. His over-under is set at 55.5 yards. I like this over as well. There's nothing else here I like. Let's move on to another matchup. Next is the Eagles offense against a Washington defense that has allowed ridiculous numbers to this offense already this year. I like Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown on a tush push and A.J. Brown to go for over 100 yards receiving. I also like Dallas Goddard over 50 yards receiving. Next is the Rams offense versus a leaky Cowboys secondary. Let's see what we like here. Both Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua have ridiculously high receiving totals. It's more likely that only one will hit, and I don't feel confident in being able to pick which one will. I like nothing else here, so let's move on. Next, we have the Ravens offense versus the Cardinals defense. I like this matchup. Let's see what we can find here. Lamar over 50 yards rushing, Mark Andrews over 60 yards receiving, and to score a touchdown. All look good here. Lastly, we'll dive into the Chiefs offense versus the Denver defense. Denver can never stop Kelsey, so whatever his over is, double it, and he'll go over that for sure. I'm almost positive Kelsey will go over at least 100 yards and score a touchdown. Rasheed Rice over 41.5 yards receiving is also intriguing. Patrick Mahomes over 300 yards passing 
and over his rushing yards set at 23 and a half all look good as well. Nothing else here piques my interest. Using all of this information, let's go ahead and take a peek at my top five straight bets for this weekend. For my first straight bet, I'm going with Kelsey to go over 100 yards receiving. I'm also going to add him to score a touchdown in this second slot. Third, I'm going with Jalen Hurts to benefit yet again from the tush push and score a touchdown. Next, I'm staying with this matchup and choosing AJ Brown to go for over 100 yards receiving. For the fifth and final straight bet, I'm going with Mark Andrews to score a touchdown. Moving on to my three-leg parlay, with scoring down across the league so far, and just in general, I don't like the parlay touchdown props, nor do I like the group bets I've already used in the straight bets. Let's take a look at what I chose here. First leg of this parlay is going to be Lamar to rush for over 50 yards. Second leg is CMC over 40 yards receiving. And the last leg is Dallas Goddard over 50 yards receiving. That will wrap up my best bets for this weekend. Feel free to use anything else I mentioned that you may like as well. Now let's take a look at my top fantasy sleepers for week 8. First, Taysom Hill is always fun. Second, Jalen Warren. Third, Rasheed Rice. Four, Josh Downs. And last, we have the Chargers defense. Alright, that will conclude my fantasy advice and this episode. I hope you all enjoy your weekend and your teams all find success in whatever way makes you happy. I'll see you on Tuesday as usual for the recap. Until next time.